1: Welcome, my friends, to Paranormal Heart Podcast, a safe place to talk about your paranormal encounters. I'm your host, Kat Ward. If you'd like to be a guest, or if you'd like me to narrate your creepy or paranormal encounters, I am looking for you. Yes, you. You can email me at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. And folks, I have listeners all over the world. I'd love for you to send me an email and tell me what part of the world you're listening from and what part of the paranormal you like the most. Is it ghosts? UFOs, cryptids, or something else. And don't forget, new episodes are released on the second and last Sunday of each month. You can find me on YouTube, Podbean, KPNL Digital Network, and any place you find Fine podcasts. Whatever platform you listen on, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. It helps people find the show and listen to encounters they may have shared with my guests. Folks, my guest for episode 114 has been on the show a few times. He is host of Paranormal Insight Podcast, an investigator with Seekers of California for Ethereal Research and Investigation, or SCARY for short. My dear friend and paranormal brother, Tim Sedano. Tim and I start out by discussing sound waves, infrasounds, and EMF in the paranormal. And folks, I have to apologize. We had a little too much fun with this one, and we kept going off on a tangent, but we kept bringing it back to topic. Tim also talks about some pretty interesting things he's witnessed while doing an internship at NASA. I hope you enjoy the episode as much as we had a blast recording it. Now, on with the show. Hello, Tim. Welcome back to Paranormal Heart.
0: Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be here.
1: Thanks. My paranormal brother, part of the Fantastic Five.
0: That's right. (laughs) Good to see you again, my paranormal
1: sister. Good to see you, my paranormal brother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We gotta have shirts made up.
1: Oh yeah! Put the five over the chest, like yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. And yeah. Next
0: convention we go to, we'll do that.
1: That would be awesome, yeah. And that promotes all of our shows. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Oh, that's cool. I like that. That's a
0: good idea. Good marketing strategy. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Better than part of the
0: Fantastic Five. I like it.
1: Yeah, better than Podcast Posse.
0: <laughs> well, that's a lot more to write on a shirt too. Yeah. And Eric with his printing connections, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, let me get stuff done. Yeah, we're going to have to I'm talk sorry. to the. Well, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, folks. We kind of go off like that sometimes. Bit of a tangent there, <laughs> yeah. but I it.
0: my apologies.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, like we were discussing before we recorded, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about um, uh, sound waves. Uh, sure. infrasound and EMF when it comes to the paranormal, cause I heard you on Eric's show and I totally forgot that you worked for NASA in the oh, past. Yeah. And it's like, this is going to be a brilliant topic because I find a lot of, uh, podcasters touch on the subject, but they don't really go in depth into it. And, um. A lot of times as a paranormal investigator, you go into a location and some of the experiences that the clients are having can be explained because of their, uh, oh, what's that board again? Why can I never remember the circuit board, oh, the panel, the fuse box. The fuse box thank you. Yeah. yeah. So the fuse box can be, uh, can bleed a lot of, a lot of energy through there and people think it that they're can. having, Yeah.
0: Definitely. Uh, you were mentioning before we went on the air that um, you had a uh, an experience where you went to a location and it was a converted house. Yep. <laughs> you said you found the fuse box in the area they were having all this activity. Yep. And you showed them on the K2 or whatever meter you had. And, the uh, EMF detector. The yeah. And it buried the needle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> that there, so it was, uh, like you said, it was... Um, uh, it used to be a house and now it was a, it turned, they turned it into a spa. And so you go in through the back, you go through the kitchen into what used to be the living room and it's now um, they can do fingernails there, but it was like the lobby. Well, they had the, the desk and everything and up against the wall, we saw this like a cupboard. So we thought mm. we asked them well what's behind the cupboard. So we opened it up and that's when we saw the panel and they said, Yeah, this is where we get a lot of the activity. It's like, well, no wonder. Yeah. And then we explained to them about yeah, EMF and then show them on the EMF de- detector. And they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It's like, yeah, you mm-hmm. should probably get an electrician in here and see if you can uh, Camp it get down rid of- or, yeah. or
0: shield it. <laughs> shield if it if somehow, shield yeah. It yeah. yeah. Um I had a similar experience in one of our cases where uh, it was a local house The thing about the house is it was destroyed in a fire and completely rebuilt by hand. Wow. Not by professional. Oh. Someone just, like, (laughs) uncle was a carpenter-type genius. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever uncle was, and he rebuilt (laughs) their house and customized it a little bit, but he did a really bad job with the wiring because he centralized everything around... um, this uh one support strut and that's where he put the fuse box was next to the kitchen and there's this little auxiliary bedroom off to one side so the kid who was living in this little bedroom called us he says i'm seeing things left right and center i know it's spirits but uh no one else believes me so will you come in and check it out so Mm -hmm. me and uh the guy I was working with at the time go over there and uh, he has a basement. He's a little sub basement, rather, too, where a lot of activity happened. And it, I kind of, I'm really sensitive to the EMF naturally. It's like I could feel it, mm-hmm. you know? I get headaches if I drive by those above-ground towers and oh, that really? type of thing. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's brief, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as soon as I hit that kitchen area, it's like, oh, it hit me head, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the same thing when we went to the basement. But the thing about the basement that really struck me was there was a definitive bubble around these this cluster of wires that this uncle rigged up. <laughs> and uh, the bubble reached below the ceiling and i I ducked cause I, it, my instincts told me something was there and I duck like this. And my, you know, my tech guy who's with me, he says, what are you doing? I said, there is like <laughs> here, man, I can put my hand through it, of course, yeah. but dude, get a reading over here. And sure enough, bury the needle. Wow. And yeah, very bad, like bad. Like I had a migraine down there the whole time I was oh, down there. Second, wow. I, second I exit the basement, I feel good. Yeah. Um, we do the regular thing around the rest of the house, a little bit of um, EMF check and not EMF. Um, <laughs> what well, do you do? The voice thing. Wow, Tim. <laughs> can't think of what it's called. EM, um, EMP. Yeah, EM, no, no, not EMP. <laughs> I know what you mean. Tim. I can't think. Voice the voice hey. thing. Voice call. It's oh, like, my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't been doing we this great? For over 10 years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, way over 10 EVP. years. EVP. <laughs> Hey, thank you. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> Aren't <laughs> we great? <laughs> we really know about this topic, honest.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. Yeah. I've been doing this since 2001. <laughs> I probably got my math wrong on 10 years too. And I did. I totally did. Anyway. um, <laughs> Now I feel foolish. But anyway, so we do the EVP. I remembered it. And um, down there, uh, get nothing back on the playback um, we go back a day later after listening and watching everything, and the only conclusion I can come to is there's a massive electro EMF contamination, you could feel it. Okay, and um, it, you know, the thing it, the kid even said a couple of things that kind of clued me into this a little bit further was that every time I go back there by my bedrooms so when I start seeing things, it's like. Okay, there's there's a possibility of a haunted object there, but we checked everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing pinged except for that zone by the fridge, you know, where his room is on the back end of the kitchen. And um, so I said, "Listen, you're you're not crazy. It's you're you're being poisoned by EM. <laughs> Whoever put that house together did not do a good job. Yeah. It is not up the code at all. <laughs> oh. You should not be feeling any of this whatsoever." So I have it checked out professionally? Oh, I don't know if we can do that cuz we <laughs> from scratch, you know. Oh. No permits, nothing. They would oh, the tear the no. house down. So When
1: was it built?
0: Uh it was rebuilt in the 90s, I believe. Okay. And we looked at it about 2010 or 11. Okay. And um maybe 12. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, built from scratch by hand, no permits whatsoever. No one asked questions, so I guess How no one How did they get
1: away with no permits?
0: The guy, uh, uncle, whoever this uncle was, yeah. knew what he was doing, apparently, enough so that no one asked questions. I mean, the house, the original house, burnt down. Yeah. So, oh, they're rebuilding the house, and so no one asked questions. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they probably just assumed that they did have all the proper permits,
0: right? And you know, no one checked up on them.
1: Holy. Oh, it's just people building
0: the house. Look at that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I have to, I've I've often wondered. So when it comes to EMF and infrasound yeah. and all that, it makes me wonder: Are spirits? I'm just going to call them entities. Uh, are okay. entities attracted to these levels, or is it a byproduct? How can I like? Is it a I don't even know how to put that in words. Um, Is it that they're showing up and this is what we're picking up on? Or are they just attracted to it and they're showing up? Or is it just there's no entities and it's just the... um I can't just, even think of the word. Why just
0: just people I know. I'm a little flabbergasted yeah. for words today too. Oh wow. <laughs> flabbergasted so, I can't even speak right. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry, folks. We can't seem to speak today. I can't English. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I yeah, I can't English today either. I'm a little tired, admittedly, but <laughs> 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 but um okay, going back to your question, EMF is what we can measure in in the electromagnetic spectrum. Yeah. Um and there's even a couple of cameras that can actually see it. Like uh, uh, there's a couple of animals that can actually see the electromagnetic spectrum. Oh. If you've ever seen uh, Van Gogh's Starry Night, a lot of people suspect he had that ability.
1: Really? Because he
0: sees, yeah, that was a suspicion. In fact, they even explored it in Doctor Who. I thought that was kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah, I
1: love Doctor Who. Oh,
0: yeah. Doctor yeah, Who that's awesome.
1: amazing. And
0: But I- um, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to go off on, on a tangent here. I just I love how Doctor Who puts real life history events into the show. Okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to the paranormal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Doctor Who actually touched a lot of, on. Sorry to continue that tangent. We'll get back to EMF. I promise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Doctor Who actually touched on a a number of interesting. Um, We'll call them conspiracies. Yeah. For lack of a better term. The werewolves. There's the werewolves, but I was also thinking of that one character. They didn't have, they don't have her around much anymore, but it was during, I think, David Tennant's first run where, was it David Tennant? I'm pretty sure it was him, where they ran into the lizard woman. Oh. And she had the little sidekick and she was like semi immortal and they're from a, uh, like an ancient, reptilian race that used to live on Earth. They're descendants of the dinosaurs. And there's always been that fringe theory, and it comes up every once in a great Mm -hmm. while that the dinosaurs... And Star Trek, Voyager explored this too. Um, uh, Where, you know, dinosaurs who had, you know, opposable thumbs. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) don't know why that was important, but it was. (laughs) But um, they, you know, they had... Billions and trillions and thousands of years to evolve. Mm-hmm. They and some say that's where this whole reptilian conspiracy comes from, that they're here because they were here first. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. And uh, you know, maybe they left and came back, but uh the Doctor Who certainly explored that to a surprising degree. And uh, they even went back to that, well, uh, once in uh, one of the later doctors who took over the role, but uh, after Tenet, but um, it, sorry, oh, <laughs> I, digress. Okay. Uh, I was going to say that science fiction, a lot of our science fiction, Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek and Doctor Who specifically. Mm-hmm touch on these conspiracies. And it makes me think, hmm, are they are they looking to divert us? It's like, oh, they, you saw that on Star Trek. Yeah. Never mind, they were talking about lizard people in the sewers back in 18-whatever-it-was-down-Los yeah, yeah. Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I digress. Let's get back to EMF.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, uh, EMF sensitivity differs, too. We were talking about that off the air. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very... I'd say I'm like a medium sensitive kind of, you know, if if there's a gauge, I'm probably right in the middle Mm -hmm. as far as super sensitivity to it. Uh, This kid, the one who was my client, our client, yeah, he's way sensitive, super sensitive, made him see things. the EMF has never made me see things, just gives me a headache and I can sometimes feel the bubble. Uh, well, and plus, talk-
1: sir, and plus, you're you're just there for a short brief of time. He lives there, so he's probably yeah. inundated with with all of this. So that's why he's probably like hypersensitive to it more so than I'm sure. If you were to get an apartment there, you'd probably be the same way.
0: I yeah, there's that's there's definitely something to be said for long term exposure. Yep. They, it is dangerous. It did really he have nightmares is. too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He always saw someone coming after him. So that's another thing EMF, long-term exposure EMF does. It promotes fear and panic and paranoia in the human brain consciousness if you prefer or in subconsciousness apparently because he yeah. handles little streams. but still I mean that level of saturation this kid was right next to it yeah uh, he was fortunate that the head of his bed was uh, at the farthest end of his room oh but still he was practically bathing that stuff I, for years I really don't know how long
1: I so, wonder what how bad it would have been for him had his bed the head of the bed been up against that wall
0: you know he may have been looking at uh some worse th- experiences, maybe even cancer development.
1: I was thinking at that, one yeah,
0: moment. yeah,
1: because these things can so, be brutal. And we, I've, oh ha- yeah. I've had so many people say, "Well, uh, how can you feel energy?" You know, and I'm like, "Have you ever stood <laughs> next to an electric fence?" And they're like, "Well, yeah." I'm like, "The closer <laughs> you get, do you not feel the, the electricity yeah. coming off the fence?" And they're like, "Yeah." yeah. I'm right. like, "There no. you go." Then they're like, Ta-da! "Okay, I never thought of that." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's very true. That's how yeah. it works. Yep. It's and." Um, it's a—it's uh, actually a form of static electricity at the fringe yeah. of these bubbles I was talking about. Yeah. So, uh, if you, it's the same thing. If, if you have a balloon and you run it near your head, yep. and the hair stands yep. up. <laughs> I don't have hair to speak of, but because I'm bald. But uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, same def. Yep. Same same difference. So, uh, you mentioned. EMF infrasound if you were other the infrasounds got completely different oh spectrum. Yeah. yeah that's sonics that's auditory stuff and um sonic subsonics, and um even hypersonics but dipped in the other direction I'm, I'm talking I'm not talking about speed I'm talking about frequency yeah so, I'm
1: sure you know um, more, way more about this topic than I do because I've only dabbled in it. And like I said, the book that I got from the uh, Edmonton University, uh, and I looked at it through. It was on infrasound, and I opened it up, and it's like, oh, this is very, very technical. Yeah, um, I've, I've yeah. seen some
0: of those graphs. Yeah, yes, they getting a little involved. <laughs>
1: I didn't matter if I this had the is book. the mathematical proof oh, Yeah. really. <laughs> I'm I'm twisting the book upside down and everything, and nothing <laughs> makes any sense in those <laughs> graphs. I was just like, I'm just gonna read and uh but right, what I was right. able to get was fascinating.
0: It really is. Um, we were talking about you mentioned Eric in his show, and his specific experience with Infrasound was his like his fifth episode ever doing this podcast. He'd be speaking to uh a woman who uh called herself a witch
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she lived out in the boonies somewhere and i mean deep forest boonies and it was her land and, and uh, all that fun stuff and one of the first things she does after when he shows up to do the interview is because they had a little pre-conversation before so they got to know each other a little bit but when you go there and you do the interview, she she or she he shows up and does the interview. I can't talk. <laughs> she says, Hey, look at this and goes, Whoop.
1: Yeah.
0: And then a, a reply comes back. Whoop. And it's like, and then she like, she's all, isn't that cool? And he was <laughs> like, Yeah, sure, cool. <laughs> right on. Uh like, Bring the deer rifle with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of like Poor poor guy. He was actually a little bit afraid. But um now that you know, lady she, was an
1: interesting interesting lady. Yeah, that's
0: an interesting. If you have an opportunity, folks, to listen to that, we definitely promote Eric. Uh definitely check out episode five or six about a date with a witch, I think it's called. And um it's an, it's surprising. And in the middle of that episode, how we got on the subject of infrared for uh, my interview with Eric and or his interview with me, I can't remember which it was is that they say, Oh, did you hear that? Now, the funny thing is on the computer I'm currently on with you mm-hmm. is brand new. It's like 2009, 20, 2020 computer. The other computer I was using, I still use it is from 2013. Now, Interestingly, this computer actually buries a lot of infrared sound.
1: Infra- Infra- infrasound. Infra- infrasound. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: I said infrared sound, didn't it's I? Okay. Right. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> buries a lot of infrasound signatures. They don't come through the headphones. Like it into my other computer, my older computer, mm-hmm. it does come through. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's really it's it's faint, but it's there. Yeah. And you hear this little whoop in the background. And I actually was able to grab that sound because you sent me the raw file. Yeah and uh and i i put it into the spectrograph so you could visualize the sound and right at the bottom like around 15 -15 -20 hertz you see this little bright bloop
1: <laughs> dot. oh that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty cool and uh, I showed that to him. He says, oh, my God, I've never seen anyone actually capture the sound before. I said, the funny thing is I couldn't hear it on the new computer when I edited that. I had to goose the sound way, way up. And he says, well, it's funny you mentioned that because I couldn't hear it if I put my cell phone. I played it on my cell phone. Mm -hmm. You can't see it. And he says, and I had it right next to me and I couldn't hear it. But I played it, someone else was playing it across the room, and I totally heard it. I said, yeah, that's the infrasound wavelength. It's way broader. That's it has a lot of reach. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of animals use it, too. And yep. apparently so sort of Bigfoot. You yeah. Because that's what he heard, go whoop. <laughs> but and, uh, whales and elephants and a few other, lots Tigers. of Tigers. Lions. Yeah. yeah.
1: And also, uh, you probably already know this, but pro- also, whenever there's a storm coming, uh, and animals are detecting like they know before we we hear it or b- before we know that there's a storm coming. They're picking up on the infrasound because before the wind, there's infrasound that's being pushed by the by the storm. And yeah. I find that's super fascinating.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we've lost that instinct. Apparently, we used to have it, but yeah. we've lost it over the years. But uh, there's also an EMF push if it's a a lot of electrical activity in the storm, a lot of electric uh in electrical storm. Yep. Seriously, folks, I'm so sorry. Usually I'm more articulate than this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, if there's an electrical storm, they'll actually feel that too, on top of the infrasound. Going back to infrasound uh or fre- sound frequency in general, actually, I was part well, I wasn't part of it. I was witness to an experiment in anti-gravity. Wasn't truly anti gravity, it was, uh, but basically, they took a 21 inch subwoofer mm-hmm. and they ran a really low sound through it. And It was inside a, a test box, it was isolated from the um, you know, scientists and you know, other experimenters. And uh, they stuck a cinder block on top of it where the bat where the magnet is on top of the thing. Yeah, so basically, you have a cinder block with a big speaker sitting on top of a speaker. Speaker mouth is facing down. Okay. And they gave me headphones, sound blockers. And they said, okay, don't stand too close. To
1: <laughs>
0: okay, got it. Don't, don't. And then everyone steps back, and there's this yellow line around the box. We all stand behind the yellow line and flick, and this thing starts lifting off. Like, wow. it's it lifted the scent of like it was nothing. No <laughs> was way. Amazing.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, it, was,
0: it was pretty cool. It says, I think this is one of the ways we're going to launch vehicles in the, uh, pretty soon. I said, I was going to make you poop. The fear was, the reason we were wearing this is because it actually was a low enough sound. You've heard the brown sound? Yes. to make you poop yourself? Yeah. Well, apparently, it was within that. Range. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're trying to compensate for that somehow. And I don't, I guess they never figured it out because we're still using rockets today. To like yeah,
1: exactly. For,
0: for um, space vehicles. But um, it was really cool to see it. Like, wow, that's amazing. It was directional, too. So it just went straight up.
1: Was yeah, it, it, it was the speaker a too, or just a cinder blo- uh, cinder block? No, the, speaker, oh. the
0: cinder block was on top of the speaker, and the yeah, yeah. speaker basically acted as a thruster, so okay, the whole gotcha. unit went up.
1: Yeah. Wow. You, every, everybody cool. there, especially first time you've seen it, you're probably like, "Holy cow!" Like, like this yeah, is amazing. They, they
0: act like it was Tuesday. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we do this every day. Oh jeez. But yeah, there's a lot of cool things at NASA that I was witness to. Probably shouldn't have known about, but I was witness to. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and that was way over 25 years ago, so yeah. hopefully it's okay for me to talk about it. <laughs> uh, but
1: I guess we'll find out.
0: <laughs> why? Yeah. If, if Tim suddenly has a car accident,
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> don't or, do or, that to me. <laughs> or
1: knock, knock, knock at the door. And <laughs>
0: <or> <laughs> Did you see that? That reminds me of the, that video that went out with the supposed men in black going and someone caught him on the doorbell cam
1: no, I and didn't there was see this that.
0: weird orb floating like in the background over the street <laughs> and they're speaking some weird language this is supposed to be somewhere in the. US I believe and uh, they're speaking a weird language and someone said it was Esperanto
1: Esperanto I'm not familiar with that Esperanto
0: was an attempt to be beca- to uh, create a, a global language. That everybody could speak, kind oh. of like French.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you know, French just kind of, kind of became the arbitrary secondary language of the world to one degree or another. Yeah. But uh, this is supposed to take over for that. And it was a combination of various languages, including French, English, German, and I think even some Chinese and Japanese. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was a, it was a mishmash of various languages that were kind of commonly spoken around the world to one degree or another
1: that would be very interesting to hear
0: it, it's a fascinating language and if you can actually hear these guys go they're bar- apparently fluent in it and these guys are going back and forth and uh, i actually picked up some of the spanish and some of the french and they're it, it's a mixture yeah i've only heard one other group of people speak multiple languages at the same time <laughs> and that was a, my uh former scary partner in the paranormal thing uh uh uh, Henry, mm-hmm. he was Belgian. and He spoke oh. French, Dutch, and German. And Dutch and German are kind of similar, but there's there's you know variations on the two. But to hear him speak with his mother, mm-hmm. they mixed it all the time. It was de- it was Dutch French. It was hilarious. You know, they, and you're we bon, you know, octoon, or and suddenly octoon comes out of nowhere. Oh, it's wow. like wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was really crazy, and apparently, it's a pretty common thing to do in Belgium to speak that combo of languages. Yeah. So
1: it's similar to. It so out. the listeners know that I'm from the east coast of Canada in a province called New Brunswick, and I'm French Acadian. Uh, and there's a <laughs> there's um we we call Acadian shiek. Uh, so it's kind of like Franglish. You mix the two languages. Shek? She, yeah, shit,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, for English,
1: yeah. Okay. For English, yeah. Um, <laughs> sh- so, did, you sh-
0: did you say shit?
1: Uh, yeah, no, shit. S-E-T? No, shit. oh, okay. Shit, yeah. shit, gotcha, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so we just mix the French. I headphones on too, I totally oh. should have heard
0: that. <laughs> that's okay.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, we mix the French and English together, so uh, if you speak one of the languages, you're going to be able to pick it up, hopefully, but uh, yeah, that's just <laughs> the Acadian <laughs> language back home.
0: Oh, that's 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 impressive. There's actually a form of that out here, uh, more toward the southern states. But I mean, wherever there are Spanish speakers, there's mm-hmm. Spinglish speakers. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they will mix the Spanish and English.
1: Spinglish, I like that. <laughs>
0: Spanglish, I think they yeah. call it. But
1: that's awesome.
0: Um, yeah, so that that's actually pretty common. I believe or at least in my neck of the woods, it is.
1: Yeah, I think if you speak more than one language, it's it's just a common thing. You just kind of. Put everything together. I always jokingly tell the kids that I speak three languages, French, English, and uh <laughs> <laughs> Mixed yet. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. The um but I'm sorry, going going back to uh sound and understanding yeah. <laughs> all that <fun> stuff. <laughs> sorry, folks, we're
1: all over the, the place.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, all over the map today. It's fun when we're tired.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what else have you um, witnessed that you weren't supposed to witness at NASA, oh, and how oh. and how did you get to see these things? Did you just kind of like sneak in, and you know? No, it, not it, at
0: all. It, it was so weird. There was uh... <laughs> I've told the story on my show, so forgive me if this is repetitive to some of you. The but um, back at NASA, um, this is back in the early nineties. And, uh, they had this, it looked like it was from the seventies. It was huge. It was this big IBM printer, but it was a document assembler basically. So you could run, you can make copies or you can even make color copies. That was cool and neat. Or you can assemble entire documents. And if they were of a specific top secret or secret, to or confidential order, Something in that order. Um On that order, rather. I can't think. And, <laughs> <laughs> or speak, rather. Or both. Uh, what you could do is you can, you know, you had your original. And when the, when the machine scanned, there's this little barcode on the cover. When it scanned that barcode, it knew to only make certain number of copies because someone uh-huh. from upstairs programmed the machine. It's like, yeah. if you see this barcode, make this many copies uh the The downside about that is on no pun intended, but on paper that sounds great. <laughs> the reality is this thing jammed every third page like uh, clockwork, yeah, especially when it was making documents or you know collating documents yeah. and <laughs> so shut it down, pull everything out, and uh, so I the, you know, I got these mangled pages of some really bizarre things. And <laughs> <laughs> like designs on special equipment and stuff like that. And it was, I finally, I kept having to call it my boss. And I mean, the guy who ran the whole floor. Oh, wow. He was the only one who had clearance to come down and reset the machine. <laughs> and um, he pulls one of the, I'm, I'm there on an internship, right? So he pulls one of the secretaries from, one of the other floors, I guess, who handles this type of documentation way more than I whatever. And um geez, he says, run him through because you get the stuff done all the time. Oh, no problem, boss. Boss walks out. She says, Here's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you pull the cover off. You make the document, right? Mm-hmm. But the document's got one of those rolly spines that you know, oh. you know, it's plastic and it has yeah. a bunch of like it's. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I know. Yeah, I think it's called a comb spine, but don't quote me on that. But um, when you're done, you make pic- you make copies of the uh, cover last, and then <laughs> insert that into the thing, and then you pass out your copies. It's like brilliant. But with all these jams and all these copies going through, I have to proof everything. <laughs> Oh. And I get I get all kinds of insight of all kinds of crazy things. I know we had a tractor de- a tractor beam, cool, which was pretty cool. Apparently, it was super noisy because I actually heard it when they were testing it before all this all these military and uh, congressional brass showed up <laughs> in one of our amphitheaters and said, "Look at this!" <laughs> but apparently, it caught a fifty cent piece in midair. American fifty cent piece midair. <laughs> And uh, the the you you know the guy demonstrating just flicked in the air and just bam caught it just spun though it just spun there he wow. was able to guide this thing all over the room with this emitter this thing on the turret and I saw the equipment on accident because I I went in to retrieve someone left a briefcase behind or something I said oh. like, go get Mister So and So's briefcase you got it don't look inside okay got it like I'm gonna but such <laughs> <laughs> a boring documentation I wouldn't understand anyway. <laughs> But it was cool to see the little turret thing. It it looked like... um, Now I'm going to show my geek side here. (laughs) Big time geek side. Okay. Uh, Transformers.
1: Okay. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, G1 Transformers. There was a bad guy um, who was based on the planet... I think it's called Cybertron. Wow, such a geek. (laughs) And um, he turned into this big... Heavy cannon. But his face was weird because it was just like – it was like an octagonal face and this little dot in the middle of it, this Mm -hmm. protrusion. Like almost like his face was a radar dish, really weird looking radar dish. And uh, that's what this thing looked like. looked like the head of this transformer. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, huh, okay. So I guess it probably had something similar, a radar dish kind of a thing. But apparently it emitted some sort of magnetic – Cone. I was able to manipulate this fifty cent piece all over the place. I don't know what good lifting a fifty cent piece is going to help, <laughs> but I guess they probably modified. This is just a test. Yeah, this is just a prototype. Give That's us billions cool. more to make it happen. So yeah. I saw. I, I I didn't uh, see it happen, but I heard it happen, and then yeah. I saw the device afterward. Um, I saw an early design for, and this is before it was ever announced. Like. 15 years before it was announced or something like that. Oh, maybe even 20 years. Oh, actually, I think it was 25. Then I think of it, because it's right at the end of my contract. Okay. And uh it was uh for a light speed vehicle.
1: Huh. Yeah.
0: Going wow. faster than the light. You've probably seen the design. They even called it the Enterprise
1: <laughs> online. <laughs> and uh
0: the it's this basically it kind of looks like the head of um Squid, but it's metal. It's like a jet cockpit, and it's got these two rings around it, and that's how they control the the flow of the uh, travel through light speed. One ring pulls you, when the other wing pushes you, <laughs> wow. and so that's how you start and stop. It's interesting. It's a fascinating device. I don't know if they've ever implemented it, but uh, they uh, they were supposed to be testing that about. Two years ago, actually, hmm. but then who knows because the pandemic hit and
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but uh who who's to say they aren't still pushing that um what else was that what was the other thing oh time time machines not time machines per se but it was um have you heard of the Vatican the the conspiracy theory about the Vatican who uh, has a device called the chrono visor or something like that
1: no I haven't
0: Apparently, they have this elaborate TV set, for <laughs> lack of a better term, that's wired to the gills to one degree or another. And it can actually see various moments in time. And I, uh,
1: Oh, yeah. I just looked it up. I have heard of that device, but I didn't know the Vatican was supposed what? to have had that.
0: Yeah. Huh. They, there's even a a picture of Jesus somewhere on there. This, a priest went to get with an instigmatic, <laughs> even though he wasn't supposed to.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, he put that out there. But uh, apparently, NASA was working on something similar that was going to be a little more uh, – like, the first step was going to be the coronavisor thing, and then the second step was going to be something along the lines of a portal.
1: Oh. That would allow,
0: you know, either – uh, audio, video, or personal interaction between our time and another time.
1: I wonder if uh, CERN has something to do with that. I w-
0: a lot of people have suspected that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually had a cousin worked at CERN, and really? I proposed this to him. I said, "Hey, what do you think of this theory?" He said, "That's complete garbage."
1: But would he be I honest I though? To. Would would he I would be expect un- him? I would expect him to
0: be honest. Yes, but at the same time, he's. I I would say that he also has a a very scientific mind. Not that he doesn't that he lacks an imagination at all, but he also knew the inner workings of what was going on there. Okay. And he says there's no portals opening, at least not to my knowledge. That was the way you put it.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge.
0: Yeah, he says that's complete garbage. There are no portals opening up anywhere. Although we've seen a lot of
1: weird things since
0: that thing got turned on, so who yes. knows? And I remember
1: <laughs> when uh, I first heard about CERN, and they, it was on a, I think it was on a news broadcast or something, and they were actually interviewing somebody, and they actually said that they wanted to open up portals. And I'm looking at the TV, <laughs> dumbfounded, going, "Excuse me, did they? Did, did he just say what I think he said?" And I thought, "Oh yeah." D- Nothing could go wrong with that. And awesome. then, yeah. Oh,
0: the, other, the other thing I heard was um, micro black holes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's. That was. That too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no, I times. thought,
1: holy cow. Like, they actually admitted that. And now I'm trying to find uh, anything on online that, that was said and I can't find anything. Yeah. So too surprised, but I may have
0: to go down. If you have uh, access to your local TV station, they can actually do an archive search for you. Oh, really? At least they can here in the U.S. I don't know if Canada's different. (laughs) Yeah,
1: maybe. (laughs) No, but but I thought that was fascinating and terrifying all at the same time.
0: Oh yeah, that is definitely the potential for disaster is what terrifies me. But however, the potential for the opposite. For the you know, the benefit, it's yeah, like, that's kind of cool. I, I know,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that movie. Um, oh, what was it? Um, there was this town that was close to, um, is it called the mist or the fog? I can't remember, I always get them mixed up. The so, the fog
0: was the one where people turned inside out,
1: okay? No, not that one, it must As be the mist. mist, yeah, okay. That's so, when the
0: interdimensional creatures yes, come across, yes.
1: Yeah, it just reminded me of that. And I remember <laughs> I remember mm. after watching that movie, uh, we're, we're, uh, the, the house that we lived in at the time on the military base. I, yeah, mm. I live on a military base in military mm. housing at the time. And mm. uh, I, we're up on the top floor, and I get up in the morning, and I look outside, and all I see is thick fog. And I, my first instinct was like, Holy shit!
0: Is the dinosaur thing coming through the fog? Yeah, exactly. Is it going to eat me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. There's just for a split second, I was like, "Holy shit!" You know. But then this town okay. that we we have the Ottawa River going through, so mm-hmm. uh, we got a lot of thick, thick fog that oh, kind sure. of dissipates after. Sense. But just because I watched that movie the night before, of course, my mind went there.
0: <laughs> Thankfully, you were you were on a military base.
1: <laughs> yeah, reaction
0: would have been swept and bad. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: exactly. Well, can only uh, hope <laughs> oh yeah exa-
0: well, yeah, I hope so. What do you mean there's a weird spider that shoots acid webs? What's going on? Yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, and is that I... the
0: version you saw? I'm talking about the later version that came out.
1: Oh, no, there were spiders. there was like these huge insects that were coming out and they were yeah. held up in a grocery store, I think it was,
0: yeah, they yeah. And I think there were spiders and they kind of yeah. spit their webs versus cat during making webs. yeah, they I spit them
1: and I don't recidic. like spiders, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't like spiders and oh yeah. That's yeah, not cool, man.
0: No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. But um, wow, we really went off the topic.
1: Yeah, we kind of did. Sorry, <laughs> folks. That's I hope okay. <laughs> I hope you find it fascinating, though. <laughs> it's <laughs> Talk,
0: interesting stuff. It really is talking I mean,
1: conspiracy stuff, and mm, yeah, yeah,
0: that's really cool. Oh, uh, I'll share another one. I sure. didn't share this with everybody, but um, or did <clears> I? <throat> I may have shared it off the air when you and I and uh, JJ did uh something that's coming huh. up on my show in February folks. Cool. Um <laughs> season 2 starts in February for me. The um but I, I when I was in the Air Force I was uh one of the things I did was uh we went to Vandenberg and Vandenberg's where a lot of secret stuff happened, but one of the other things they have is a super long runway for the space, sh- excuse me, for the space shuttle <laughs> to land. Oh, cool. And, uh, back when we had the space shuttle yeah. and it was, um, it's just extra long because this thing needs a lot of lag time. That chute only catches. Anyway. So, um, at the very end of one of these runways, there's this little auxiliary firehouse slash warehouse, and um, I heard a story about two guards that were on patrol in that area. And it was, I, I'm going to say it's on its way to being sunset. We're talking, we're still talking summer. So the, it was like five, six o'clock, it was still light out, light mm-hmm. enough. And um, they're walking and talking and they... <laughs> This is so hard to explain. I don't know if Canada has these traffic lights, but here in the US, we have these traffic lights that kind of block your view up until you get right on top of them. So you have to be at a right angle to see the light. Oh. At the, the correct angle.
1: Yeah.
0: To, to see light. it's to keep people from running red lights, basically, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you can't see sometimes. it, how would you. Oh. Exactly. It's okay. like, so suddenly it's there. It's like, ah! <laughs> Jam on the brakes. I guess, it,
0: I, yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's supposed to make you more cautious, driver. It failed. They took him out. <laughs> um,
1: I can see it why. System,
0: it was a systematic removal. It was pretty pretty uh, funny. <laughs> but the angle of the lens only allowed you to see the light at a certain vantage point, right? Mm-hmm. Well, these two guards are walking the perimeter and they go around the warehouse, and next is the firehouse. And there's a bit of a gap between them. And when they come around, they find the sweet spot in, apparently, a cloaking device of this huge ship. And it's a shape of a cigar. And it uh, the way it was described reminded me of, a, and I'm going to blank on his name, the guy who hacked the Pentagon and got all those files, um, including the secret Space Force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his name escapes me. Right him. on the but tip he, of my tongue. Yeah, me too. Folks say, I hope you know who that is.
1: Solage, is that does that make sense? Somebody's Solage? No,
0: I don't think it was Sonage, it may have been. I mean, honestly, I don't remember all that well. I, I can't thought remember it was something a little more, a little more basic, like Greer, but it wasn't Greer, it was something else. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so they similar to what the, the way these lights functioned, there was a sweet spot in their lens where you could see what was going on. And they walk up and they see this huge cigar shape just hovering over the firehouse, just sitting there. And it, they said it was like a football field long.
1: Wow.
0: Give or take. And um, it was similar in description to what this the the, the the hacker who broke the story on the secret space force. Or space force? Is that what he called it? Secret space, space force. force. Well, I know there's space force now in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, But they – oh, Secret Space Program, excuse me. That's what ah, it is. okay. Secret Space Program, and apparently this is one of the ships. Uh, and this is a very similar in description to what he described in his findings. So the These ship wouldn't soldiers. be
1: extraterrestrial? It would be like from like something that humans a created? Common, or it a was co- a
0: hybrid, apparently. Oh, wow. Anyway, hmm. So it was built here on Earth based on stuff. Because they said it, it looked... It didn't look like your typical Earth vehicle, but Mm -hmm. it looked like something that an Earth person would build. Like they could make out rivets and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: So, because although we might have the specs to build it from, if it's uh, extraterrestrial, we still have to use Earth um, metals and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, if. uh, uh, Lazar, Pop Lazar, when he describes ah, yeah. the saucers in, in S4, uh, he says that the shells, uh, the outer shells were one solid piece or were no rivets whatsoever. So,
1: hmm.
0: yeah, which is impressive. That means they were like printed or molded or something. Yeah. And they're made of a very unique metal that's, you know, with a lot of elements that just aren't here on Earth at all. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Or they are, and we just haven't told it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> yep, that's that, that sound. <laughs> there,
1: goes that, there goes that sound topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. So tell us about the the sound waves, though, that uh, you were talking uh, about mm. with Eric.
0: Oh, uh, like I said, uh, it was – I isolated that one section at uh, like 15, 20 hertz, maybe in the negative on, on my spectrograph. And it was – I blew it up, and it was this little little dot, but it's there. He did not hear – he wasn't hearing things. It's, you know, the fact that it shows up at certain wavelengths and distances with whatever device he's using to listen to it, um, it's um, – it's, that also speaks to infrasound, and we were discussing earlier how animals make that to yep. pr- produce fright and fear yep. in their prey, or in their uh, competition, or if they're indeed being hunted by something, they'll put that out there, and it triggers a free response.
1: Or even it's good just, times, <laughs> or just com- just communication in general is just amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, they've been looking at infrasound as a, a means of mind control. Or at least they were. I don't know if they're still doing it. But um, um, there was a – it wasn't – I don't think it was CIA. I think it was something weird like NSA, DIA, something like that, in the American alphabet of, of, yeah. of agencies <laughs> that was looking into that. And I think it was a joint effort with – like seven countries or something like that. They were looking at mind control or or uh, limited control. Like if we project this sound, this is the reaction we'll get universally across the grid from people. Mm. Um stop go like really simple command command yeah. strike like this makes you go, this makes you run, this makes you um want to dance or, <laughs> that's, that's a, <laughs> or whatever but um, but that was one of the one of the um, things they were looking at was can we affect not only malevolent sounds and frequencies and get that a malevolent response can we also produce beneficial sounds and frequencies and get an equally beneficial response uh, that would, like you want to feel good. Here's your sound. That kind of thing.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That's frightening to me. To be able to control people and mass with one sound or another, that is frightening to me. And <laughs> you might like,
1: not even actually hear the sound, but well, you're if feeling. If it's an infrasound, yeah, yeah. If
0: it's at infrasound, you wouldn't. No. No. Because I typically. think that's
1: twenty hertz and below. I think it is for infrasound. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you had mentioned when Eric couldn't hear that, but when he was uh, further away, he could, Uh, would that be because sound waves are like, if you're looking at an them, my my dad always calls it the silly scope. Uh, (laughs) The
0: oscilloscope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Because
1: the waves are, you know, flowing like that. The people can't see uh, what I'm doing, but is that, would that be because (laughs) of how the, the sound waves? Yeah. It's
0: how far apart they are. Yeah. So uh, it close range, like my hand to my, like a foot from me, mm-hmm. I may not be able to hear it, mm-hmm. but if it's across the room, I'll be able to hear it, okay, because the sound waves are traveling in such a slow, long wave. It's a really long, long wave compared to say a f- telephone ring, which is a very short wave mm-hmm. and shrill, and we could hear it close or f- or uh, far away, yeah, and that's the design of that ring anyway, so the telephone mm-hmm. ring, but um. Yeah, it's super long way. And that's that attributes to, you know, the predators and not just predators, but um, the animals' kingdom using these things because they can be felt from a long distance. Yep. So get out of my way. I'm coming through, or, you know, yeah. that type of thing from yep. the animal perspective.
1: <laughs> Makes me wonder during investigation, paranormal investigations, uh, like, um, at least it's like that with my team. Uh, we all have certain abilities. Uh, one person in particular is just amazing. But uh, one team member will say, did you hear that? And then somebody will say, no, not at all. I wonder if it's because of the sound waves. or uh, not, Could be. Not Because I used to always chalk it up to, well, maybe that person's not as sensitive uh, as the other person is. But maybe it, it all has something to do with the sound waves.
0: It could well be. I mean, a lot of like I said, it... it Every EMF affects people differently. It depends on the person. Same thing with sound waves. Your ear is attuned to. Sometimes people can hear hypersonic frequencies at the low end of hypersonics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometimes people can hear the low end, like the the at the tip of infrasound. They can actually detect it. Um. But it, so it depends on the individual. She and if you're wearing some sort of headphones, mm-hmm. those are actually going to block out certain frequencies. Like Makes if sense. you got your yeah. yeah. So uh, especially if you have noise canceling headphones mm-hmm. and you don't use the noise canceling, but it's still there. You know that the insulation is still there. Yeah. Not the insulation, I can't talk uh, <laughs> or think properly. But uh, I mean, they're they're built to stop certain sounds. And uh, anyway, whether you have the little switch on turned on or not on your headset. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will actually help you hear certain things. Like, I'll give you a good example. I can hear my neighbor playing his bass. And he's like four or five, six houses down. Oh, wow. With the headphones on. Mm-hmm. If I take them off, I can't hear them.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. I can't even feel it, but I can hear it with the headphones on. Yeah. So it actually it isolates those frequencies a little bit more. So that could be the case. It could just be a matter of the tech is is isolating those sound waves a little bit more, and then she's more sensitive to that sound mm-hmm. frequency.
1: Because I know they say that uh, women can hear higher pitch sounds than men, and that's because of uh, when babies. they have babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, when they have babies, they can hear. They, they're it's just something that they develop they, uh, they uh, it's interesting women go through an amazing metamorphosis with childbirth yeah and child and child development in general in the womb uh their frontal lobe really develops i like it hyper develops it's amazing their reasoning and all that fun stuff uh, they're you know that all the frontal lobe cognition just jumps radically and it stays that way through or ever so that's whether mom can always find things or
1: that's <laughs> mom funny. has that extra
0: sense about saying, oh no, he's gonna come in, he's gonna say this, and I know exactly where toy yep. A is or or pencil B is. So, you know, yeah. of, where's my homework there? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that type of thing, because you're recording everything your child does.
1: Or for the longest time when my two kids were smaller, and I wouldn't even be in the same room and I'd say, put that whatever item down. And they're like, how does she know? Yes. Mom's psychic. She knows. <laughs> but you can tell by certain sounds of yeah. them picking like a pickup. You pick up a mug or you pick up and you just because you're hypersensitive because you're tuned into what your kids are doing. Right. And right. Uh, yeah, th- for the longest time, they thought I had eyes behind my head. And, <laughs> uh, oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Yeah, moms are super
1: superpowers. (laughs) Super, yeah,
0: it really kind of is. It it, you know for women coming into the motherhood, it's it's amazing. The metamorphosis women go through is truly amazing. Not just to the with the womb and everything like that, but the mind, the brain, and uh, all these other factors kick in. You just mentioned sound, for example, our topic for today, despite our (laughs) (laughs) divergences. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head there. That's that's totally how it works. And uh, I did lose track of what you were talking about. <laughs> it's
1: okay. I have two again. Oh, my God. Because my mind is just going to thinking of everything that we talked about. And it's just like, okay, what was I going to say now?
0: <laughs> there was something else.
1: Yeah. Oh, jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize, folks. Oh, I
0: I I think I remember something. You mentioned if there's a, a paranormal interlace oh, with yes. sound. Okay. Yes,
1: like if if um, um just to reiterate in case the listeners kinda lost track. Because <laughs> like we, we did. yeah. Uh wondering if uh yeah if certain sounds actually attracts entities like, you know, spirits, or um is it just uh the fact that it's just certain sounds.
0: Um I'm aware of even more ancient devices. Uh, there's there's a I'll, I'll free plug, free plug. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't know if you've seen the movie or not. There's this one moment where they discover Egon had an Aztec death whistle. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to attract ghosts or make them run away or whatever. And uh, it was a very shrill, specific sound and uh that was that's actually a thing <laughs> in fact, multiple cultures have something similar. It's either a flute or uh it just hits one weird kind of combination of notes and um it's supposed to send the spirits running um fling from it'll it's a kind of like an auditory exorcism for <laughs> <to laughs> lack of a better term yeah. and uh, there was a, a let's see oh Edison. Actually came up with a device for not displacing ghosts, but to talk with them, but didn't have any moving parts, Oh, which is interesting. Uh, But apparently you were supposed to be able to interact with the ghost if you had this device with you.
1: It just goes to show uh, how long humans have been trying to interact with spirits.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, forever, really. Since someone saw a ghost, I was like
1: we got to talk to that but the, the fascination's <laughs> just been there and we are um, yeah. a very yeah. um, we're we're inquisitive creatures
0: oh yeah absolutely i that's a perfect analysis we are very inquisitive very curious people yeah but uh, going back to your question does it have an interaction is there anything that interlaces the paranormal with sound mm-hmm. um i'm aware of an experiment Where infrasound was purposely emitted into a supposed haunted location. And I think this is even on a, this may have been a television series. A group of ghost hunters, I think they're all brothers. And uh, they're from the south. And there's like five or six of them.
1: Not ghost brothers?
0: not Ghost Brothers, no, no, no. It was uh, they always hit uh, abandoned asylums or nursing homes or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was that was their shtick. That's where they went because all these they had apparently a lot of deaths in these places and uh, that type of thing. So they purposely emit infrasound, and they're taking EVPs as this is going on, and um, they. They get a response back at one point where it's, shut that off. Turn it off. Oh, wow. So apparently, at least some spirits don't really like infrasound. Yeah. (laughs) So it could be a repulsor for them. And uh, I don't know if it was that same episode or different episode that they discovered that at least some entities don't like ultraviolet light. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was it was really fast. Get that light out of my face was one yeah. of
1: the
0: responses. Get the turn it off. Turn yeah. it off. Oh, you don't like that? You don't like, like they were oh, <laughs> don't that? Like
1: they're antagonizing. Don't antagonize. Can get them. Quick. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You that don't want to antagonize
1: quick. anything you can't really see.
0: <laughs> or fight back against it. Well,
1: physically, yeah. It's like
0: <laughs> yeah, because some of these guys, some of these things will come after you, man. They'll physically come after you. Like we've both seen that happen yeah uh, so yeah. It's they will not fight cool. you <laughs> they will come after you yeah, yeah. they will upset you there was a good example there was a a sound man I think on one of the very very first episodes of ghost hunters back back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall that episode where sound man was he was just doing his job and um they were antagonizing the two Grant and no. the other guy yeah. were antagonizing, and suddenly the sound man goes goes down. And oh. you can see he's 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 doing this, he's booming, right? Yeah, with the he's got the mic on his stick, and the bag flies up. He's got the sound bag, and it literally just goes right into his face wow. and knocks him out. Damn. And it's like, yeah, that's not cool. When something no. can do that, has that level of kinetic force behind it. Yeah, I'd be careful
1: let's hope that they ex- they expelled all the energy they had just to move that bag and they, they, yeah, they right. have to take time to recharge. But still,
0: holy <laughs> well, they, cow. Well, they bugged out after that. It's like, oh, he took a hit. Do we go back in? Okay, we'll go back in. It was like a couple hours later, but <laughs> nothing else happened after that. So you might be right. It expended all of its energy yeah, on that maybe. particular action. Wow. But uh, that was fascinating. I always found that one fascinating. The um, – But, yeah, apparently infrasound, if you can generate it, is less than appealing to the spirit realm. Or those in the spirit realm. Realm.
1: That really, yeah, I never even thought of that. I uh, always thought maybe they were attracted to it or or whatever, but, yeah. Hmm. Well,
0: now, on the opposite end, uh, when we talk about EMF, Mm -hmm. there seems to be an attraction there. Because if you... Again, other ghost shows, not and us, you know, in our practice, we used EMF emitters to a degree. Not all the time. I didn't have them all the time, but I did use them once in a while. Hmm. And uh, we seemed to get more attention drawn to us. like It was a beacon of some sort. And they seem to like it for whatever reason. Like it's a form of energy they could use to interact with.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because they we we speculate that they're uh, energy beings and they're attracted to energy because they, they'll um, uh, drain batteries and, and whatnot. Yeah. So this is another form of energy. Maybe they're just really attracted to it.
0: Could be. And it makes sense. Yeah. If, if you're attracted to, uh, you know, alternating current, that's what batteries are. They're alternating current. And same thing with these EMF emitters. I think that is in the same realm, frequency realm of alternating current versus like once in a while you get a house that gets the lights dimmed and stuff like yeah. that, you yeah. know, and the electrical gets affected. But that's direct current. That that means you have something really, really, really malevolent in your house, <laughs> typically. Not all the time. Or you just have bad wiring. Yeah. But um That actually happened more often than not, but uh, it was, it was interesting because I I remember one case in not too far from me, like in the next town over, there was uh, this one house that actually had these pockets of flickering follow them. It was right out of a horror film and it followed them up the stairs and down the hall (laughs) into, into their room. And uh, it was b- 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 it would just follow them. And I was like, yeah, that's unless you're attracting a really active mouse or rat or something. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm going to say you got something there.
1: So and, as they're uh, walking, lights are being turned on and off. Is that is that how it's well, going? It, it's like it
0: would be they were on. Okay. Like and then, but the flickering would follow them. Okay, gotcha. And so it was right out of a horror flick, and um, yeah, that was that was a really Special one, of course, naturally it didn't happen when I was there,
1: of course. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we asked the clients to leave, and I think that was my mistake. I should have asked them to stay and just oh. be there and just left the camera roll in the corner. I think I would have caught everything I wanted to then, but I had the clients leave and go out to dinner and a movie, and so that they'd be out late so we can have the run of the place.
1: Yeah, we used to do that too. When, yeah, we used to do that too. Uh, in the beginning, just ask them to not be there. And then slowly we started getting them to stay. And um, <laughs> maybe that's the reason why they decided to keep the client there is because maybe we just get more when the client is there
0: that was that was my finding as well uh, we we stopped asking the clients to leave because and they you know they've been watching ghost Hunters. they say do we need to leave it's <laughs> like nope I want you right here it yeah. likes you not me so yeah you stay right here
1: yeah, and so, we've we've actually had uh, clients uh, handle the EMF detector or ask questions as well you know yeah, uh, get them part here. of the investigation and um yeah they they kind of get excited too to be part of it.
0: They also freak out very easily.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh we, we, we had this one investigation. So one of the team members, um, it was a coworker of hers, so we went to their went to her house and mm-hmm. one of the team members likes to walk around and just take she'll take hundreds of pictures. And she just likes to go off on herself and just take pictures. Well, Is she doing
0: the baseline sweep? or? No,
1: we already did that. She just kind of likes to walk around. Oh, she and just she, does it? Oh, yeah, I, I yeah, know. Yeah. I, I
0: use that method. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: So uh, next thing you know, the, the client's standing next to me, and then next thing you know, she's standing next to the client. The client didn't know, and she just went, boo.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that mean. That <laughs>
1: set her off. And she's like, I'm sorry, I need to go outside for a cigarette. So she had to go down to compose herself because it scared the crap out of her. And she's like, I am so sorry. Like she knew her too, but she's like, I didn't think you'd have that kind of a reaction. Because no. investigators sometimes we forget. Um, I've heard someone, I've heard some investigative teams call. Clients, the norms, the, the normals, the normies, you know, yeah. the normies, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we go in there and we a lot of times we don't find something scary, but somebody else, you know, somebody who's not in the field would find it absolutely terrifying, and we're like, meh, you know. So yeah. she didn't even think twice, she just thought, you know, it would be kind of funny, just boo. It wasn't even a loud <laughs> yeah. one either, it's just yeah. out just of nowhere. Right and yeah. she
0: wasn't looking for it, yeah, she yeah. wasn't, yeah.
1: We all uh, had a good laugh afterwards. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> really sorry. Here's a whiskey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Other spirits that I like. No.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Um, <laughs> we had a client that was, uh, we, you know, they were with us on the investigation. And um, helped with the, e, uh, the EVP sessions and all that fun stuff. And it's nice when you have the client there. Because they'll often tell you things that they forgot in the initial interview. Yep. And uh, it's like, oh, okay, we'll be we add that to the list. Um, <laughs> one of the things that was buried in the report, the initial report was, uh, oh, and there's something with the phone that happens every once in a while. That was it. So we get there. And we've we've had a hell of a night. This is the one where I saw the demon monkey running down the hallway. Oh. I don't know if you know that story. Um, yeah, that didn't show up on camera, but it was, it happened, and everyone heard it. Jeez. <laughs> I and, and saw it, but I anyway. I digress. So, um, at one point, this is the same case where the cell phone rings. On that spooky, weird, like a melting music box. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and, and um, when that happened our client lost her mind. Oh
1: my God, that's it. That's it. That's what I keep hearing. That's it. And you're
0: witness to it. Like she was excited. because She wasn't alone. It does happen, you know? So, and you know, we're all jazz. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's investigate this. And we were about to leave, go get a late supper and let the cameras roll.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Just, you know, blank empty room, see what happens. And, uh, Suddenly, the cell phone, the husband's cell phone goes off. That's the sound. That's it. And so, yeah, that was just the craziest wow. thing in the world. So it was like she was, that was the other, that's the other side of having a client there. Don't remember something or yep. expound on something or tell you, that's what I hear all the time. And suddenly she has witnesses, you know, yep. she has not pacification. I'm using the wrong word. Um, um
1: <laughs> oh, where you're happy
0: you have witnesses.
1: <laughs> yes. You're uh. not alone.
0: You're not crazy. Uh. You're, you know, validation. That's validation, it. Validation,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: yes. So we were able to do some live validation there and it was a it was a spooky moment, but man, got to love my my old partner Henry, man. He went he, he said, "Huh." And he dug through the directory. He could not find this song for the life of me. He's, oh, I found it. But and this guy's a genius, right? He knows computers, even cell phone stuff. Mm. And he dug deep, deep, deep into this thing's code. He says, "I found the file, but it's only supposed to happen on teleconference calls."
1: Weird. <laughs> Which makes no yeah. Sense. So he why says, would it so, just and it and it would just ring like it wasn't like there was an incoming call? No
0: incoming call. It rang like it was an alarm. Oh, and this sound was selected, but it's not available in the list. If you go to set up a new alarm, it's not available. Huh? Available. So they. So he says, "Okay, I'll just turn off the alarm." Boom! There, hands him his phone back as soon as, as soon as he the the client exchanges with him, he let Henry let's go bang ding ding ding, and everyone no. freaks out again. So he says, "Okay." T- opens it up, turns it off. Henry does, and then he slaps it closed. It was an old, it was like a, like the generation of flip phone just before smartphones. Okay. so it was, it was kind of advanced, but not really. And so he says, "Okay, well, here's the solution." Pops out the battery. Okay. Okay, so you can use. You have an old, nothing alarm clock. Yeah, I can use it. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, great. So he sets both pieces down: battery on one side, phone on the other. And we're about to leave. <laughs> Bang, dang. dang. No. It rings without a battery. That's this amazing. thing was trying to communicate somehow, no, or kidding. just annoy us or whatever. It was it was looking to scare people, I think. It yeah. was it was pretty malevolent. Whatever was there. And um he 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 says he's frozen. I've never seen this scientific guy, this guy <laughs> with this logical Just, just innate, what super logical. I mean, yeah practically spock you know
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah for,
0: for those of you who don't know that's a star trek reference um <laughs> but i mean practically spock and he uh he sh- he's taken aback, and he opens the flip phone bang ding, 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 hits turns it off and the power totally cuts out on the phone again never mind it should have in the first place and he comes up with this <laughs> really kind of he he was fishing, man. He he did not want this to be true. He's the skeptic of the group. That was his job.
1: Yeah.
0: And he says, residual charge? That's
1: <laughs> that what was I was like, thinking.
0: <laughs> ah, not in those old phones. Maybe in a smartphone, but not in those old phones.
1: He says, and yeah. So, I like how, how he says it questioningly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, we stayed. We didn't go out. I was like, okay, what else is going to happen? Naturally, that's that was the end of the activity for that night.
1: Yeah. But... um Interesting. And I don't
0: know how we got on that (laughs) subject.
1: I don't know either.
0: (laughs) Fun things with fatigue.
1: (laughs) We had uh, something similar during an investigation. A toy went off, and when we went to pick it up, there was no batteries in it. Oh, that's cool! So <laughs> it's the first time cool. and first time and only time I ever uh, encountered that, and we were giddy like kids in a candy shop. Yeah, that's and, great. And, but the client was just like, "See?" <laughs> <laughs> right. But we were like, "Yes, I just, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah." I wasn't lying. I know that for sure. I believed you from the start. But it's nice to have validation. Yeah, it's always it is. nice when it happens in front of the investigators. So. Yeah. For all of you fresh investigators out there, take your clients. Keep your clients with you in the home. They're probably going to actually drum up the activity.
1: Exactly. Cause. Yeah. Because so many times we've done investigations and we pretty much got nothing. We might have gotten a few EVPs, you know, uh, but we really wouldn't didn't get a whole lot. And um, hindsight now, it's like, well, maybe yeah. we should go back with the client and see if there is going to be any difference. Hey, that would be a good idea to do an investigation. Because I, I know that you should go more than one time at the same location to investigate. Uh, right. Not just the same time, but try different times as well, time of day. Uh, but yeah, try an investigation without the client and one with the client. Hmm. That would be interesting. You can, yeah,
0: that would be. I, I would not do that. I, having experienced what I've experienced, I'd just say, you know, stay here if you can. If you want to leave and you don't want to be a part of this because it will freak you out. Please get out of here! Oh I'm yeah, not we force always stay. We
1: always give them the option. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not like you're staying.
0: <laughs> it's like oh, I'm sorry. This is this is how it goes. I'm, yeah, you're here. <laughs> I'm gonna tie you to that chair. Ready?
1: <laughs>
0: here come the ghosts. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, I think we're at the end of okay. our. Um, Eclectic topics. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah,
0: we bounced all over the place. We on this sure one.
1: did. <laughs> I hope you listeners found it as interesting as we did, and as as much fun as we had. I hope you find it it was fun as well. But sometimes it's really it's nice to have lots of fun during uh, during one of these uh, interviews.
0: Yeah, it, it's nice to have a, a topic. But you know, if you go off it, chances are you learned something, or talk about something new, or at least interesting or additionally interesting Yeah, so I I think we achieved that
1: I think so I hope so (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) Uh, listeners please let us know what you think were we totally out to lunch Uh, or did you enjoy this episode please let us know good or bad we want (laughs) to (laughs) know
0: yeah please do
1: so thank you so much my paranormal brother for being on here again I really enjoyed this
0: no problem my paranormal sister is my absolute pleasure awesome
1: You take care. Stay spooky. Yeah, you too. Like a paranormal brother would say. Doesn't he say that, stay spooky? Does he? I think so. Somebody does. I thought Uh, it was JJ
0: who said that.
1: Oh, maybe it is JJ. I don't don't know. Anyway, stay spooky.
0: Stay spooky. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye.